Blog Talk Radio. Oh, wow. Hello, hello, hello. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle People, Be Real Talk in your earlobes. Or wherever you find a way to listen to this. And that sounds insane. But anyhow, Kaylin Patterson, Desiree Fletcher Carabas, the other Caraba. Midwest Muscle People, Be Real Talk in the house. And you. If you are a natural athlete and are looking for a vehicle to drive your goals, like uh, like something, Desiree, what, what is that? <laughs> like a Mack truck through ice cream. You know, how did that even get started? I, I, I don't even know. But it's a thing now, and I'm so glad that it is. So carry on. I am too. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's chit chat with Amanda. Hello, Desiree. Hello. Hello, hello. We are, what are we? We're about a week and a half out from Thanksgiving. Is that all it is? Two weeks? Oh, no, no. Two weeks and No, it's something much bigger than that. Something much bigger than that this weekend. Oh, I know we've got something bigger than that, but right now I'm talking about Thanksgiving. Ooh, That's about what I'm Thanksgiving talking about. as a competitor. I think about the next show. <laughs> There's a lot of competitors that think about Thanksgiving because they're going to think about either what they are or they aren't eating because it's a real thing. But don't worry, it is. I wasn't going to spend long on Thanksgiving, other than we are roughly about two weeks away, and I'm just wondering how plans are coming along for folks to spend this holiday, because I think it is it could be a very non-traditional setting for some people, given the state of current affairs. So that is what is on my mind, in addition to the INBA, PNBA, Natural Olympia, which is happening this weekend. Athletes are on their way, if they're not already there, in Vegas, in Vegas, for the crowning jewel of the INBA, PNBA, competitive season the national Olympics. going to that show wow stacked stacked team usa been seeing a lot of posts they are ready to go perhaps they already have their thanksgiving plans in in uh in good shape but you know i'm gonna hazard a guess that they do not that they will get to thanksgiving starting on monday i think so and some of them not even that because I know there's some East Coast shows that go a little bit beyond Thanksgiving. So we'll see. We will see. We will see. But either way, typically, historically, competitive season tends to wrap up at the end of this month. Yes, it does. So one, Especially one way or another, one way or another, the glory road is coming to an end for 2020. Yeah. I hope you're saying that with all sarcasm. Well, just meaning the competitive season is going to be over for this year, and folks are going to start gearing up for 2021, which I hope, although, I, you know, I'm not really sure, but I'm hoping is a little more robust than what 2020 was able to offer. Let's hope and pray. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We have some updates. All right. From the uh, the world. No, no, you're going to update us. (laughs) I don't know. You said we have some updates, but I was thinking that was more along the lines of the proverbial we or the universal we, meaning you, but really you meant me. So, yes, yes, yes we are going to want to get to those updates because the IPE world did take place. And, you know, we don't we don't have the full updates, which I'm not going to get tangled up, get tangled up in that as to why we do or why we don't. But we have the mm-hmm. very high level updates. 
as to the pro winners of that show. So as much as I would love, would love to talk about top three, top five, we just can't do that. We can't, we can't do that for you today. We can't. But, but we can give all kinds of kudos and warm fuzzies to the winners. So are you ready for that, Kalen Patterson? Yes, I am. All right. So here we go. Here we go. IPE World 2020, the best of the best, the creme de la creme of the IPE, which is a pro arm of the NAMBF. Just in case anybody was curious, wasn't sure, I know probably everyone pretty much knows, but, you know, we want to make sure we got all our bases covered. So IPE, men's pro physique, men's pro physique. The champion there was Cyrus Russell. And um, I do believe, if you remember, our uh, Minnesota Mayhem winner, um, want to be sure, Michael Wittig, he competed in the IPE Worlds 2. That was his follow-up show to the Minnesota Mayhem. And he came home, he came home as part of the top five. And with the lineup that was on that stage, he was very much excited and elated to be part of that group. Yes. So, I mean, in men's physique, it, they always show up, IPE Worlds. I mean, it is just amazing. I never, I am never envious of the judging panel for that show. No. Never. That show does not disappoint in that category. No. I mean, it is nitpicking from top to bottom, start to finish. It is just amazing. Now, I will say, I will say this, because I saw Eric Murphy, and he looked phenomenal. I mean, there's just no other way to say that. Bar none, this guy looked phenomenal. And he, and I I know this might sound shocking, Dez, because you, you saw him just like I did at the show. His last spread is even better than it was when we saw him that year. So I was, I had him picked to just win it all until I saw that they went with a bigger, fuller look for the winner. So I was very surprised by that. So I don't know if they're going in a different direction. I, this is one of those where I wish we had been, you know, live in person, but you know, because of the COVID and all the other things, neither one of you, neither you or I could get there. But I mean, after seeing that lineup, wow. Like you said, it, 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 the judging panel had to, to get their work because my goodness, if, if, Wittig is coming in in the top five, and you saw what he looked like at the Mayhem, and he came in with an even better look, I think, for for the for the world. It it was really surprising that you know that 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 group had to be just like a you know off the chain. That's just the best way to say it. And they, I mean, they are always off the chain. And Eric Murphy, I mean, I don't know. You guys are just gonna have to go to your Facebook and. Uh, you know, just just lurk in the background if you're not already friends with him. But as Kalen was saying, he has an oh, I mean, always has had an amazing lat spread. I mean, just shoulders yes. as Phenomenal. far as the eye can see, and yes. for it to be even bigger and better, that I mean, that's something. And he's one of those two tiny waist. Tiny yes. waist, and he just accentuates yes. it even more, even more with that lat spread and everything that's going on with there. So, congrats, Eric. You know, dude, you've always been a top-notch athlete, and uh, glad to hear, glad to hear that you're continuing to make gains and make strides. So that's awesome because I haven't seen a whole lot of folks this year or for a little bit. So the few that we have seen, it's been phenomenal, but it's always good to hear about some of our favorites from the past as well. But Cyrus Russell, not a name that I am or a physique that I am overly familiar with, but he is our uh, pro men's physique champion for this year's IPE World. So I'm just going to take it 
that he was absolutely phenomenal, as I'm sure he was. Yes. So yeah, he, he, um, he have, from what uh, I saw, uh, very, very compact and full figured. Yes. Tiny waist as well. Yeah, yep. My, and when I say yeah. full figured, no, not like thinking full figured women, but just muscle bellies, very full. Just bam, yes. it's all there. He wasn't just shreddy beyond all, you know, belief. He had everything just rounded out. So you know the muscle was there because once he was yes. laying down and it was still that full. You know that muscle development was there. Exactly, and I mean his six pack was to, to to be to die for. It was really nice. Yep, all of it, all of it. So there you have it. I I've got no more gushing to do about the, uh, the IPE men's physique, unless you've got something I, I, you want to add. Want to say, they, they they never fail to disappoint in that category at that show. The world yes. brings out the best uh, men's physique. I mean, it's really something that if you if if anybody lives in that area, please. Uh, if the regulations have been lessened and you can fill that audience and, and and get a live version of it, please do. You will not be disappointed, and you're not wasting your money. You'll you'll get your money's worth for sure just off of that class alone. Yep, not without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right. So, pro figure. Are we good to move on to Pro Figure? Yes, ma'am. That first place title was taken home by, drumroll, Molly Hopman. She was your 2020 IPE World Championships Pro Figure winner. And let me tell you, I've seen some – References to her as Quadzilla, and I would have to say, good lordy woman, she has some quads on her, no doubt, no doubt. I feel like the um, the medal that she won at that show was almost as big as her waist, not quite, but it covered a good part of it. But those legs, I tell you what, I tell you what, Kaylin Patterson, they were pretty darn Pretty darn impressive. Spectacular. Spectacular. She is one hot woman, as they say. Her name is Hotman. H-O-T-T. H-O-T-T. That's right. So she was one hot, 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 hot mama on that stage. And, again, women's figure is another category that typically is very well represented at IPE Worlds. And I love to see it. I love to see it. So congratulations out there to Molly Hopman. Kaylin, what do you got to add? You know, I like that class. I'm more partial to physique. But just the way they do the presentations and their quarter turns, I've always been a fan of it, of a figure. And to me, you're really stepping out into a new venture when you do that class, when you see how they own that stage when they're up there. It, for her to win, like I said, at the world, like, like that is saying, this is one of those shows where it seems like people are marking on their calendar, regardless what show they do prior or post, that is one of where the best of the best are wanting to meet. And I think that's very good for the sport, and it's going to do some amazing things in the future for it as well. Yeah, amen to that. Um, you know, and, that, and that's what the big shows are really all about. So, you know, the NGA has their big show in Florida. Um, you know, the INBA PNB is the the, that's coming up in Vegas. The IP World is in uh, Missouri. Um, so it's I mean, and those are the shows, they're really the culminating peak because it's one thing to jump in as an amateur and win your pro card, but as a pro, that's really what you're working towards. I mean, and even amateurs too because they know that those are the end-all, be-all shows for the most part of the season. Yes, Kalen? Cassandra is asking about the Yorton. What about the Yorton? There is the Yorton, too, for the OCB. Sorry, Cassandra, that I overlooked that one. But, yep, the Yorton. And the Yorton, really, the Yorton used to have, like, the spot 
for the end of the year show. Yes. I mean, it is still a tremendous show, and it is one to, um, you know, one to strive towards. And if you win, it is a major accomplishment. But I, I don't feel like it has the status that it used to as far as the end of it. the year show. I feel like a couple of the other organizations with their end of the shows have kind of uh, hip hopped over the past. Yes. Well, so um, let, let, this is real talk. Yes. Yes. Uh, they didn't do themselves any favors by having some of the winners also be. Uh, drug failures in other organizations. Uh, yeah, that's a big know. blemish, and it it didn't help. When when you're talking about wanting a level playing field, the last thing you want to hear is that you know there's a big ruckus for two promoters who have failed horribly in other organizations, still being promoters for that organization and being defended. So, you know that. That is one of the things from the fallout of making that choice. I I don't agree that they went and and uh, tried to defend it when they're when they failed so horribly. I mean it it, it I, Des, I don't know if you had a chance to see the uh, the test results and just how bad the levels were, but. There's no way I would defend that stuff. Uh, it, 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 if you're failing that miserably, I, I can't imagine you saying this is a great option to keep as a promoter and as one of the faces of the organization and to have that person be even in the venue of a of an event of that size. So, you know, they didn't help themselves with that. It's hard to uh, defend that kind of you know atmosphere or behavior and i think this is some of the fallout from that option and choice because it's hard to say you know you're you're set on you know the natural lifestyle and and two of your basically biggest faces for the 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 organization are also some of the biggest uh, embarrassments for it so you know if, if you're not familiar with what Des and i are talking about just check the wall of fame. I mean, and then there's the wall of shame and, uh, and some of the other organizations and, and their repeated failures, not, not once or twice, but, uh, repeated failures in multiple organizations. And if you try to defend that, it, it's kind of hard to do, especially when you're talking about an elite, uh, show like the Yorton and, and, and with this big name, the last thing you want to do is have an asterisk, attached to it. I just wanted to add that, Dave. No, and, and thank you for adding that. And, you know, it was my oversight not to, not to include them, but, you know, I do agree with the comments um, that Kaylin has shared with regard to as why I think the Yorton may not shine as brightly as it used to could. <laughs> and and if this is real talk, then that is just being real. But as I said, and I am going to reiterate that, you know, still very, very, very high-level athletes that compete um, yes. at that show. Big and, and, you know, it also could be, too, that the the OCB has cracked down on how they're handling pros. And you have to be an OCB pro. They are no longer acknowledging um, pro status from other organizations. So you also need to be OCB to the core. And that could also be why the Yorton is just not as um, big, prominent as maybe it once was. Yeah. I mean, and there are other organizations you still have to qualify in their shows, and there are mm-hmm. those that will still recognize pro status from other organizations, but um, I don't know. Just talking out loud. I I would have to do a little bit more homework on that, but anyway, Yorton, NGA's big show, IPE Worlds, the INBA, PNBA, Natural Olympia, all big end of the year shows, and they're always always fun. Always fun. I mean, very rarely... That's true. 
from the from the shows that I have been able to participate in um, as a fan, very rarely have I ever seen anyone step on a stage that was not ready to compete. And that can happen among the pros. I've seen that pros that show up and you're like, yeah, that's not their best pro form they could have brought. But very rarely have I ever seen that at an end of the year show. Yeah. So, you know, it is, it is always, it is always everything that you could expect and more and more. And that's all I have to say about that. Kaylin Patterson. So just to, 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 to add to it, you know, like like you said, with with them cracking down, but even in that organization, there's some phenomenal athletes, and I think even they had a sour taste with, uh, you know, that kind of defense, because if you're diving headfirst into an organization and trying to give your all, and then that response come back like it did, it it was very confusing. It it was most certainly awkward. I remember. Well, I'm not going to give any names. I'm not going to. Because it's just Dez and I. If you want to come after Dez and I, that's fine. I'll hone up to it. But I, I'm not going to put any other person out there. Uh, but it did cause a lot of confusion, especially when you're saying, you know, the crackdown on it was because of the, the drug testing and you're not agreeing with it. And then, like I said, to have that kind of drug failure in, in, in multiple organizations with the same person being named and listed. I mean, let, let's be real about this. You, you can't. That's hard to defend. That's incredibly hard to defend, especially when you're talking about the money and the payout and everything else. You don't want to have any slant, any asterisk, or anything else attached to it. And I'm just thankful that that hopefully in the future they're going to rectify what what happened and, and iron out whatever issue. Maybe they wanted to protect the people so they didn't get any lawsuits. I'm not sure. And we sure don't want to be doing any speculation. But just with that in mind, it's still a big show. It's still a, if you win at that show, you you won some name recognition for sure. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Are you being mommy right now? I'm I'm being distracted. Sorry. Are you but, being mommy uh, right now? I'm not quite sure what I'm being. I. You know what? What? I'm being I'm being in the mood that we had our own studio <laughs> without distractions. I think that's where I'm at. I think that's where I'm at the right in this moment. But now, well, now I am. Yes. Well, you know, the real talk OG or something. <laughs> okay. The KPOG or something or something. But I'm back with it. Sorry, guys. You know, it's it's live. It's live. You're getting yes. all of the liveness that I can muster up for you this evening. And that's all I have to say about that. You're doing a great um, job. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My goodness. 2020. Let's move on with 2020. 2020. And right now I'm going to move my little 2020 IPE World's uh, status on over to women's physique. And I must say, you know, this 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 moment right here, kind of finds me at a crossroads with women's physique and women's bodybuilding. Because, you know, I, I look at the women's physique um, competitors for this year's competition, and congratulations to Danita Naus, or Kaus. And, um, and I look at them, and I'm like, good gravy. These are... Spectacular, beautiful female bodybuilders. To me, I look at their physiques, and that's what I see. Um, Mm -hmm. But this competition did not have any pro-female bodybuilders, but they they had pro-female women physique competitors. And I'm almost wondering, are are ladies just trading bodybuilding for women's physique? And and is that going to – I mean, is that what the standard is going to be? So – Women's bodybuilding really is just going to go by the wayside, but yet women's physique will continue to carry the torch. I mean, I don't know, Kaylin Patterson. What what do you feel about that? What are you seeing out there? I think uh, when we when we tried to match up, and I say we as the natural organizations and natural entities tried to match up with the the enhanced standards, 
and they took away bodybuilding, bodybuilding was women's physique. Well, women's physique is bodybuilding for the natural athletes. So it it, it did cause some confusion. Uh, I think the way to rectify it was just to do away with bodybuilding and just only give out the the, the women's physique as the alternative. I saddened that we felt a need to change the name if that's what's going on. And it's it's just not worth doing. I, I think figure and women's bodybuilding was good enough with the criteria where we didn't need an, a, a middle-of-the-road kind of uh, category because it's not much different. And, that, and if, 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 if it's that close and that tight, then why change the name? when that's all that basically happened is a name change. So I'll be interested to see what kind of criteria for next year they're going to have to try and separate those divisions successfully. But if not, then I say just go back to women's bodybuilding because it has more status and stature, but to call it women's bodybuilding than to call it women's physique because it, if because if, if figure is closer to physique, then do away with physique. If physique is closer to bodybuilding, then do away with physique because you're kind of at the crossroads, and it's a category where it's too close to call. And if it's like that, then why does it exist? Because I, I've never seen hockey be confused with basketball, or basketball confused with, uh, you know. Uh, football or football confused with soccer. These are all different entities and they should be seen as such. I think in the categories and classifications for, you know, the different bodybuilding categories, there should be a vast enough difference where we don't have to say, you know, you know, flip the coin and, and see who's closer to what, and that's who's going to win. You know, maybe we're, we're blowing the line so much. We're forgetting that, you know, we are supposed to have some unique looks in the different groups, and, and we need to get back to that. That's what I think that. Well, I think those are all very valid points. I am wondering, though, and again, I'm just I'm thinking out loud here, guys. Um, Real so I am just wondering, though, if women's physique is emotionally more appealing and less intimidating than, quote, unquote, women's bodybuilding. Because mm-hmm. right now, because we don't have the really clear distinction between the two, you know, as a female athlete, I might feel like, ooh, women's bodybuilding is out of my reach, but women's physique, I can do that. But what they're really doing is the same thing with the exception of maybe a few poses right now, right now, because that's just the yes. way the criteria is, is I feel, blurry. And so, and especially at the at the pro level, we have the two. If we have the two already established, why throw something in the middle to muck up the water to where it's just mass confusion? Because those like bodybuilding and figure were separated enough, you didn't confuse the two. I've only seen one or two shows where you had the same woman winning both, but now it can be easily done where a women's physique can win women's figure or a women's figure can win women's physique and still win the category they're most at home in. I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> you clearly don't. I'm just saying, though, from what I'm seeing here on the stage for pro women's physique, I, I feel like I'm looking at three pro women bodybuilders as well. So, yes. um, And they look good. And they look great. They look phenomenal. So either figure is going to get bigger or eventually women's physique will go away or women's physique will become women's bodybuilding and the divide is just going to have to um, increase between figure and physique. I don't know. We'll just have to see how it goes. It's just one of those things. But congratulations again to Danita. And today is her birthday. So happy birthday, lady. They all look fantastic, amazing. Love to see it. All that beautiful muscle, and no, there was nothing manly about any of them. If anybody's out there thinking, yeah, they probably look like a dude, they did not. 
I'm going to give you nope. an emphatic, they did not. All right? All right. So okay. here's moving on to <laughs> the next super blurry class, as far as I'm concerned. Um, maybe not super blurry, but still blurry. And that's, oh, that's men's classic physique. Men's classic physique. <laughs> I feel like that category is in the same boat as women's physique. I get the the big difference is just posing in my book. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's size, depending on how the athletes come in, you know, and depending on if you're looking at conditioning versus size, and we're not getting into that argument right now. But before I get too much further down the road, I know Kaylin is super excited about this one because one of his fan favorites, Richie Lopez, yes. walked away with first place at the IPE 2020 World's Men's Classic Physique yes. category. And here's why I think if you have more guys like Richie Lopez and Brandon Lirio, they'll separate that on their own because they own the stage. Um, There's no comparison to Richie Lopez and regular bodybuilding. He fits that category perfectly. The thing that blurs the lines for the the category is that you have, and Des, you've seen it just like I have, where you have athletes that look phenomenal but they're not doing the posing at all for classic physique, and they still win. I think mm. now for me, that's where the confusion is most. So you know, I'm not, I'm more partial to guys like Richie because they make that category, and they're good. They're incredibly good at it. But if if we're not getting the Brandon Lirios and the Richie Lopez. And we're just getting the athlete that gets out there and basically just does bodybuilding poses, then yeah, do away with men's physique. But if you have people like Lirio and you have people like Lopez just doing their God given gift of owning that time to shine and doing it perfectly like classic physique was back in the day, they can take you back to that era with the way and their style of posing because they stay in that that image from start to finish. When they step on stage, they're there. When they step off stage, they're going off stage still doing that classic look, and they own it. And if if that's the way they're going to use the separation, I'll gladly run behind it because I think it's awesome what they're doing. If they could do that between physique and, and uh, women's bodybuilding and figure, I would still do it. But they it, it the, the lines are so blurred and mucky Unless you have the posing, unless you have these things, then there is no point for it. And, and you know, thank God for people like Richie Lopez and thank God for people like Brandon Lirio and anybody else on the up and coming that we don't know just yet. But we need those kinds of athletes to basically justify that category. If you're not willing to get up there and be above and beyond, then we do need to take a step back and say, okay, then what's the purpose? Amen to that. Amen to that. Looking for clarification. <laughs> oh, if if 2020 is crystal clear vision, that's one area we didn't get any more insight into <laughs> during 2020. So still still looking, still looking for a little bit of that. But you know, Richie is one of those just amazingly consistent athletes, and still manages oh. year to year, year over year to improve. Phenomenal, I mean, posing, consummate uh, entertainer, just all in all, just a joy, always, always And here's something that I want to add as a caveat, because, Des, I don't know if you remember when he was, when someone was trying to fitness shame him in the comments last year off of one of our posts and uh, talking with him, and they told him he was going to need to take one to two years off or he was going to hurt his metabolism and destroy his body. Because still, people are still going off the old, uh, old school method, bro science, of dieting and taking five years off and, and then coming back with a better package. We have great nutritionists. We have great people that are taking good care of their clients and, and addressing their body's needs 
as unique individuals, and they are coming back better. They are looking better. If you look at uh, some of Richie's posts where he was two years back and he's been competing each year at the times that he knew his body would be ready, and he's looked phenomenal. I mean, not, not you know, good, phenomenal. And he's still doing all the poses he needs to do. He's still getting that vacuum pose the way he needs to get it. His legs are coming in full and massive. That, this, this guy is hitting on all cylinders. So, you know, when, when that guy was trying to shame him into taking a year off, he didn't hear it because he knew better. And, and I think if we have more athletes that will hold their guard and, and not blow their diets up and not go 40 and 50 pounds overweight and not get away from the exercise regimen that made them look the way they did, Granted, I don't want them super shredded all year round, but you can take care of your body where you can be a successful competitor year after year if you're addressing your body's needs. I'm not saying that's for everyone, but to say that the standard should be to take four to five years off each and every time you have a successful year, I simply know that bodies are different and they can do much better than we're giving them credit. Amen to that. And there you have it. I so, I mean, would. and some people can pull it off, and there are some athletes that can't. And you have to be a steward of your own body. Exactly. Especially females, especially females and some of those um, hormonal considerations that uh, we need to keep track of. And not to say that's not there that's for right. men as well, but, you know, different strokes for different folks, and everybody is different. So, do keep that in what mind. Talk about it. And don't feel like, uh, and don't feel like if you are one of those that has to take time off, then you take time off. There's no shame you in that either. It. But there are those that can pull it off without doing it, and that's just the way of it. So there you have it. There that's you have it. That's just the way it. it is. And some that things is never the change. way it is. Some things will never change. Can't change. Won't change. You know. Can't there you have it. Stop. <laughs> Whoa. Stop. Woo. All right, here we go. Men's Pro Bodybuilding Champion. Congratulations went out to Jason Brew. And uh that w- it was a really tight overall battle between he and Carl Sievert. And Carl Carl was looking amazing, but uh Jason just edged him out. And he's another one just very full, very thick, solid look. Now, I i mean, granted, I would have to see him posing, but I would look at him and be, in my opinion, you know what, you're probably not the best fit for a classic men's physique, but, you know, depending who showed up on any given day, if the posing was there, you probably could take it. But I would look at that physique and say that is bodybuilding all the way. Now, I, I, I agree because I think if they go with aesthetic then they can separate classic physique a lot more from bodybuilding until, like Des keeps saying, they cross over and they win both. I think that's when you have the dilemma. For me, I would just stop having the crossover and save a lot of time and headache. But, you know, as long as they're willing to pay for it, I guess someone's willing to, to let them get in that category. But if, if something's not done of that nature, then we constantly have the confusion and the dilemma of is this right, is this acceptable, you know, whatever. But at some point we, we're going to have to, like, let everyone know this is what the standard is and that's what it's going to stay for the whole year, not just from show to show, because I think that's a dilemma in itself. Well, if you were to... Uh... Start that petition, Kaylin. I would sign it. Well, I, I, I definitely have been throwing it out there. I mean, like, there's a lot we <laughs> say on, on the show, but there's also a lot that we do behind the scenes. And, and the shows that I go to, that's one been one of my uh, constant questions is, you know, all right, if, if we're going into next year and we want it to be better and we want to separate this, then e- either you stop them or, or shut the door to where there can only be one category. Like, if you want to be an open and massive, by, by all means, do it. But it's going to be in the same category. And it, it shouldn't be where you're getting these crossovers 
that are consistently winning as crossovers because then you start to start asking, why are we having a crossover if that's the same look? And, yes. and, and you know, as, as judges, I, I've, I've, I've spoken with the, the other judges after, especially uh, when you have situations like this. Uh, Des and I have been judges on the same show, and one of the guys just fit both, and I'm saying then we have to have some kind of separation. We shouldn't be punishing the athlete for doing their due diligence, and then the criteria is so vague that they have the opportunity to do this, then we need to set some different criteria so it's not so vague. Because it's the as an athlete, I can tell you it's well, I'm not going to use that word. It's incredibly confusing um, to to see someone win and say, well, that's the look for this, and then they win at the other one, and you say, well, dang, I guess that's the look for that yeah. too. <laughs> and then and yeah. it can't be, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. all all the. I mean, all the justifications aside, and I get it because I've been in the judge's seat, so I get it. There's only so many things that you can do depending who is on the stage. All things being equal and every athlete there, I mean, you're not just dealing with this guy is so head and shoulders above everyone else that, I mean, they're not even coming close to the criteria. So I can't penalize them for being beyond the criteria when everyone else is not even close. When you have that situation, you just have that situation. But when you have mm-hmm. folks that are meeting the criteria and there's someone in the class that is beyond the criteria, you have to award it to the person who's meeting it. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, you know what I mean. I guess there are, you know, yes. can't say there are exacts, but that's, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying there. I mean, when it's well, okay, even here, remotely here close, when it's even remotely close, you have to go with the person who is the closest to the criteria. And if they are beyond the criteria, even though they look amazing, that's not the category for them. At the they OCB have Viking, we had uh, the bikini competitor that fit the IPE criteria perfectly. This was the OCB. Yeah. They had a different standard. So when we had the lady up there that perfectly regardless what the audience thought and they were not they were not happy with who they thought should win but it didn't make a hill of beans because this woman that was coming out of the short class fit the criteria perfectly i mean perfectly for what they had listed and written i said they should get a banner and make make it out with her on it because she was verbatim what they were asking for the OCB. Now, like I told the lady, because she asked for our, our, my, the judge's feedback, and I said, look, in the IPE, you win it hands down. You are not in the I, I, uh, IPE. And so she understood that because she'd been competing long enough to know. Uh, no, the, the lady that was the OCB, I mean, the IPE pro, and she was trying to win in the pro, yep. uh, the pro in the OCB. And she yep. knew what the criteria was for that organization and thought they might have been similar. Since she was already uh, stepping off a stage for the IPE, she figured she could go ahead and do another one. Nothing wrong with that. But if she had softened her look just a little bit, she would have done very well. But because she came in so hard, there was no way under the OCB criteria that she was going to win. And she, she understood that because she had been doing her homework with the different organizations. I know there's people who don't do criteria and say, well, then we're all blind because clearly everyone can see, you know, she's won in other shows with that look and she should win in this one. And I was like, okay, then all the judges are wrong and you're right. And we should all just, you know, basically let you judge yourself. And, you know, it didn't become a shouting match because she realized how ignorant her statement was. And it wasn't done in public. This was not done to shame her in any way. But just to get her back to to reality, because I think sometimes we forget that there is criteria and there are different categories. Because I've seen where a figure stepped on stage in a bikini class. That Mm -hmm. means you're not going to win. I've seen bikini step on stage in in figure class. That means you're not going to win. And, And the judges aren't picking on you because you look phenomenal, but you're in the wrong category. So there's nothing wrong with your look other than the category that you're in 
because I've seen some phenomenal athletes on stage just in the wrong uh, class and category, and that means they can't win because they're not matching the criteria. Yep. I mean, case in point, I know you guys know this example inside and out, but when we had, uh, you know, natural bodybuilding phenom, Meshach Oshing tried men's class yeah. physique. There, there was no way on God's green earth that Meshach was men's classic physique. No. And uh, and he looked phenomenal like he always does, but that's not the point. Yes, he did. He was in the wrong category, but, hey, he wanted to try it out. He did. And it ended the way that it should have, and he did not win. Yes. As well, amazing you know, of an athlete behalf, as he is. Because I know a lot of people had asked why he did that. Uh, if anybody remembers, they did not have an open bodybuilding at that show. They had a master's class. And so Meshach wanted to support, support, wanted to support uh, Brian McCabe any way he could, and so he competed at that show to help in that way. Uh, his team did win team trophy, though. I mean, that was nice. But, you know, he, he said he, he gave it a <laughs> shot to see what it was like. And uh, and it was funny because the, t- the the trophy was taller than Meshach. But we we have to understand that, you know, it, it, he wasn't like that. said he's not being punished for doing it. He just wanted to see what it was like. He wanted to support the promoter. And that was one of the best ways he, he sought to do so. And because he did place in the top five, it helped his team win the team trophy. So, you know, kudos to, to competition and getting on stage and, you know, getting a lesson. But it, it, it ended up well, and there were no hard feelings at it. That we, but we need to address what needs to be addressed. I don't care how big the name of the athlete. And there you have it. And speaking of Meshach, <clears throat> I haven't seen him on stage in a great while, but uh, he is going to be at the National Olympia this weekend. Yes. Competing. I'm telling you, it's a stacked deck in each category. A lot of the Midwest are being represented out there. So uh, very interesting, very interesting. Looking forward to seeing how this show goes down. But before we get to more of our chit-chatter with the banter about the Olympia, the natural Olympia, that is, we need to round out our IPE champions. And uh, we just have one class left, and that is Bikini. And those kudos, congratulations, go out to Rebecca Charchenko. And, wow. uh, you know, she's, she's got quite the interesting story. She has been lifting for quite some time. And as she says in her own words, she did not get here by accident. She has put in the work over several years. And, uh, and this year's IPE 2020 Worlds was the culmination of all of that effort. And, in fact, I say seven years. I believe that she's been lifting for over 20, competing for oh, wow. seven, but been lifting for a long time. So this has been a physique in the making, and all the stars aligned, bam, for this show. So a match one? Yeah. Wow. Wow. At the world. At the Worlds. Phenomenal. That's amazing. Des, time to put them boots on. Yep. (laughs) Right? Yep. Right? Right. I've only got one show on my radar for next year. You better. And that's Jack Jack Halverson's show. You better. And that's it. And you heard it right there. No, there's going to be another. We got to do two. I don't gotta I don't got to do nothing. <laughs> but that's the one I'm gunning for. That's the one I'm gunning for. So we will see we will see what happens. We got that's we gotta do the world and we gotta do Jack Halverson. <laughs> we gotta do. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling pressure. Dun 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 oh dun, 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 dun pressure. Oh, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm that feeling the pressure, Kaylin Patterson. I'm no, feeling it. Not. Don't try to say no, no I'm not. Ma'am. You're throwing down the gauntlet over there. Don't tell me you're not. Th- that's the best of the best at the world. 
I've seen you at your peak, and you are phenomenal. You would own that. <sighs> I tell you what. So anyway, 2021, folks, let's hope that this COVID does not put a period where there should only be a comma in the competitive season. That's Amen all I'm to say that. about that. I've had about enough of it. I've had about enough of it. We got it, COVID. <laughs> I tell you what. All right. So, the Natural Olympia, Vegas, this weekend, just a couple short days away. The best of the best. I haven't heard about numbers. I know that there is a solid um, U.S. contingent. Team USA is ready to represent. What I am curious to see is how traveling under COVID is going to impact our international competitors. Well, I know that some had to come in weeks earlier yes. with quarantine. So that yep. was an issue. Uh, the good part is, uh, who was I speaking with? Oh, my goodness, my names are just, it, my brain's not working today. Uh, they did come in. The good part is they landed. They were able to get acclimated much, much better than the three days they usually did, and they were talking about that. So, you know, there's there's the good and the bad. If you've got the vacation time, that's a plus. If you don't, there's a lot of people that couldn't make the travel. Um, I think one of the the issues was the increase in the online streaming fee. Um We'll see how that turns out. I, I know Newman headed out today. Uh, yeah, today. So you know, it, it, everybody's having to go a little bit earlier than normal. But I, I like the fact that they did take the preemptive steps to make sure that no one is coming in sick. I think that's one of the biggest concerns. Um, temperature checks are, are are going to be you know more often considering the international traveling. So, you know, the stuff is there. I got a chance to read some of it, and uh, I like the precautionary steps they're doing. They truly are taking care of the athletes, and that's always a big concern for Des and I. You know, there's there's, there's the in front of the camera statements, and then there's a behind-the-scenes reality. And Des and I, fortunately and unfortunately, get to see both. And I, I'm thankful that they're doing what they said and they're implementing what they're implementing and uh, the way they're going about it. So, you know, hats off for that. Great job to the Caicos family for that. Iron Man magazine is going to be out there. Uh, it, it's going to be a good show. And I hope we don't have issues with people not winning the way they want to and basically pouting in front of the, the athletes and the, the audience. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's always a consideration. And I just want to underscore again, especially for our international competitors, what an undertaking and sacrifice this is to come early enough to go through quarantine to compete. I mean, if they have vacation, great. If they don't, they could be doing this unpaid. It's an expensive endeavor anyway. Flights right now are not necessarily cheap. So it's, um, I mean, these guys are serious, and they're here. Yes. They are here to throw it down. So just, you know, just the best of everything to everyone who's coming, you know, and I, I am glad that they are taking all the precautions to keep it a safe experience, but it's going to be a good one, folks. It's going to be a good yes. one. So they're here, COVID clear, so get used to it. There you have it. There you have it. Yay. Woo. Woo. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's really all I have to say about that. And we've that's got about we five say. minutes. That's about all we have to say. Can you believe it that uh, Team Awesome, Kaylin and Desiree, are running out of words at any given time? That almost never happens. Oh, wait, wait. We're not out of words. Oh, see, we're not out of words. Here we go. No, because you did a phenomenal show, uh, show with the KPOG about, you know, the, our our bodies being a temple, because that's something you end with all the time on our show, is your body's a temple, so let's build it. But it's also dealing with the, 
the fact of asking God for things as we destroy our bodies and still asking with the intent to get a response in our favor. And uh, you had sent me an article that really basically drove the nail in, no pun intended, and nothing against our Lord and Savior. But we really have to think more and more diligently about what we're doing to our bodies and why our health is, is the way it is. Because it's not by accident. Technically, it's by design that we're in bad health. And we need to start setting up some uh, steps and standards to improve our health before we start asking for these blessings in Jesus name, because it's not, uh, not for, it's not really a granted or, or given that it's going to happen simply because of what we've done to our body. Yep. Yep. And so, and just, just to put a little more, um, you know, shape to what Caleb's talking about. So I was reading in a devotion and it, in, was talking about health and wellness, and basically what it comes down to, and I'll read a little bit of it here, but it says, many have expected that God would keep them from sickness merely because they have asked him to do so, but God did not regard their prayers because their faith was not made perfect by works. So, you know, you can't, you can't get to heaven by works alone. You have to have faith. That's the key component, but faith is made perfect by works. So that's the action of your hands, the action of your minds. And it says, God will not work a miracle to keep those from sickness who have no care for themselves but are continually violating the laws of health and make no effort to prevent disease. So it's basically saying, you know, you abuse your body, we abuse our bodies, abuse our bodies, we degrade them, we don't eat right, we don't exercise, we don't sleep well, we don't do any of the things that we know we should do to maintain health, but yet when we get sick, then we turn in prayer to God to heal us, and God's basically, to paraphrase what this devotion is saying, is that God's not listening to those prayers or odds are God's not going to listen to those prayers because the people praying them, they're just looking for the easy way out. They have done nothing yes. to prevent disease. They've done everything to encourage disease, but yet they just want to be fixed. And if they were fixed, what's going to happen? They're going to fall back into their old same patterns because they mm -hmm. did not learn anything. They haven't made any changes. They haven't put any practices into place to help them live a disease-free life or a healthier life. So, no, you're not going to get the opportunity just to keep abusing yourself over and over again. <laughs> what we got is what we got, and we're either going to take care yes. of it or we're not. And if you're not, then don't expect the miracle if you're not willing to be part of the miracle effort. Yes. Uh, one of the examples I was giving, because I, I shared this with the people at our gym, what you had sent me with the devotional. And one of the things I had shared is when I was at the old gold gym before it closed down all those years ago, and this lady had gone to Mexico and got liposuction and a boob job. And she came back after the recovery period and the bruising had gone down and she looked amazing. And I said, how long are you going to hold on to this? And she was very offended by, by me asking that. But what I was saying is because, you know, her body hadn't, done any of the work to get that look, what was she going to do with her diet and her, her workout regimen or implementation to sustain it? And she hadn't thought about that. You know, this is something she was doing to save her marriage, and this is going to be a quick fix. And within five weeks, she was unrecognizable because nothing oh. had been done to alter the diet, nothing had been done. To, to bring in a, a workout plan to maintain the the shape that she had. And, you know, it, it just fell apart real quick, and she ended up getting divorced anyway. And I think that basically correlates with what Des is sharing because we're not willing to put in the work. The, the truth comes back out whether we want to accept it coming out or not. And, you know, it's not for me to say I told you so, I had asked this ahead of the game to basically forestall it or keep it from happening, but she didn't see it that way, and she just saw me as basically the devil's advocate, and I became the the focus of her anger and frustration, even after, you know, all the things that happened, 
she was very frustrated and angered whenever I entered the gym. And this was all the way up until uh, that gym had closed. So I don't think she's ever forgiven me for that. But it was still something that I had to ask out of concern. And uh, this is basically right with what Des was talking about with that devotion. And there you have it. So food for thought, spiritual food for thought. No pun intended. Really consider it. No pun intended. And with that being said, last thoughts on tonight, Kaylin? I know whoever has the best snickerdoodle protein is going to win the natural Olympia. <laughs> so with that being said, on behalf of everyone that's going to be at the Olympia this weekend or on a national natural bodybuilding stage, wherever you may be, and the uh, boys at P4P Muscle, Kaylin and myself, your body is a temple, so let's build it. <laughs>